Hey, it's Greg. Welcome to Toronto Today. Greatly appreciate you listening on this Thursday, August the 25th. Dr. Matt Strauss, the Acting Medical Officer of Health from Haldeman, Norfolk. He's a fellow Western alumnus like me. I, his marks were probably better. They, I mean, you know, he spent longer there. It's important to point that out. I got out of there. I paid a little less tuition. And, and I'm younger. I'm, he's younger than me. But either way, we talk about our disappointment with what Western's done. I, I can't sit on the fence on this one. Uh, Western's got this wrong. Uh, I think Dr. Strauss thinks so as well. And we'll have a conversation about it. Um, and important enough that we may think that the fight is not over yet uh, for these Western students that uh, I, I think um, were blindsided by this doctrine of needing masks in the classroom and needing that booster shot about a week and a half before classes start. Here it is. Dr. Strauss, it's great to have you on. Thanks very much. I And I, I felt like I was reading some of my own words, reading yours about Western. The university life and the experience was amazing. Um, our college students have given up so much already, and especially this late in the game with not a lot of changes. I think we all would realize we would adapt to some kind of dramatic change for the worse. We'd all uh, pivot somewhat. There hasn't been that. And I think a lot of people are questioning not just Western's decision, but their timing here in the decision. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I do question it. Um, I think a lot of people are questioning it. Like you, I, I went to Western. They, um, I was there for uh, eight years. I did med school and residency there. Um, like you, they were best years of my life. Uh, I made the best friends of my life there. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really disappointed to see this. I don't think it comports with the best science that we have. And I think that uh, particularly the way it was done in terms of lack of transparency, what, what science are they referring to? Which experts recommended this? Did they consult with their students? And the fact that it was dropped like a bombshell a couple of weeks before classes are to start has really left some students uh, in a bit of a lurch in a difficult situation. And, um, you know, as a, I guess, a proud member of the alumni community, I'm, I'm just really disappointed to see this. Is there a part, is it the vaccine part, um, the third shot or the mask part that bothers you more? Or are they, are they equally perturbing? Uh, I would say that the vaccine part is rather more perturbing, uh, but they, they both, um, uh, I'm disappointed about both. Uh, as far as the vaccines go, look, the vaccines are great. A big part of my work and uh, what I've been doing in public health has been trying to get folks to get vaccinated who need it. Um, and I always say, I don't want to force people to get vaccinated. I want to convince them to get vaccinated. Um, a former philosophy professor of mine, Maya Goldenberg, wrote a wonderful book about vaccine hesitancy, where she describes that it's certainly not about lack of knowledge uh, when folks choose not to get vaccinated. It's about a lack of trust. And I don't think that you help build trust by getting people's backs up against the wall. Um, but, and then beyond that, um, the third dose of the vaccine, which is what this mandate requires of students, um, the best science that we have now, and I, I put the paper up, um, it's, it was published in Nature, it's on my Twitter, um, shows that the third dose of the vaccine is helpful at preventing transmission for about three months after you get it. Um, after four or five months, it's about 0% effective at preventing transmission. It still prevents hospitalization and death. And that's why if you're vulnerable to having a bad time with COVID, I absolutely want you to go get vaccinated. Um, mm -hmm. But if you're, if you're telling someone that you didn't get your booster shot in January, eight months ago, um, and now it's 0% effective at preventing transmission, so we're kicking you out of school, that, that just doesn't make sense. And I, 
I talked to a medical student at Western yesterday who was like, I, I, I'm looking forward to learning more medicine. I, but, but everything they've taught me at this med school is, um, we, we don't take medicines. We don't give medicines for when the, when the potential risks outweigh the potential benefits. And if the potential benefit is roughly zero, then it, it's just all risk at that point. And so he was kind of saying, this doesn't make sense to me. What, what, what science have they been following? Dr. Matt Strauss is our guest on Toronto Today, and there may very well be 18 and 19 year olds that a family doctor, um, you know, uh, uh, even an epidemiologist and infectious disease specialist would look at some of the risk factors in their own life or in their own household. And they may say, I'm recommending you get that third shot. There may very well be 18 and 19 year olds attending Western that should get vaccinated. But but my thought is the timing. If you're if you're fresh off Omicron, if you've already had two doses and you're fresh off Omicron, maybe it's not even your first, you know, first occurrence of testing positive for covid. I can't find too many doctors in the Western world that would say rush right out after Omicron and get that third shot. Uh, So that's a huge factor is the timing. And I think people have every right to be cynical because you could announce this in May and you'd give people proper choice. But once once those visa cards have been tapped, once you're going into residence, once you're ready to move, this is moving weekend for a lot of people coming to, to go with their parents to start that university experience. I think dropping this bomb, as you called it this week, it's a big problem for people. Yeah, you make a good point. And I, I would say throughout the pandemic, I think the point of uh, what what amount of protection does natural immunity confer after you've had COVID? Um, and that's been up to scholarly debate. I, I've been um, maybe rather more confident that natural immunity would be robust and productive uh, throughout the pandemic. And we now we now have the numbers, and it, and it turns out that's that's true. So um, my friend and colleague Dr. Chagla at, um, at mm-hmm. McMaster posted a study um, from uh, Qatar that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, showing that if you've had two doses and you've had Omicron, there's basically zero benefit from getting a third dose um, in terms of uh, passing it on to others. So, uh, and then we we just we have to recall that. Most Ontarians got Omicron this past winter, and that was with these sorts of protections in place. So we know natural immunity is is very beneficial. The third shot, if you're a healthy young person with no risk factors, confers very little benefit. Um, and I, I, I just think the ball's got to be back in Western support uh, as to how they came up with this policy when, when these scientific facts are are well established. And I would say probably 12 months ago, you and I might have disagreed on a lot about mandates and and what was needed on university campuses. I was telling a friend of mine last night for my 12 year old to play play soccer, to go indoors and play soccer. And there were young hockey players that had to do this or basketball players. You needed two shots. There were three parents that on our team that hadn't vaccinated their kids yet. And I'm like, I'm sorry, there's no there's no wiggle room here. They're not there. You're going to have to show proof of vaccination even a year ago at this time. And I look and I go, Omicron changed my opinion on a lot. I think it changed the game for a lot of people. But at that time, when there was potential for more, uh, you know, more transmission for among the unvaccinated, I had a different opinion on it. You must have a lot of conversations with people like me who just feel, you know, the, the, the chains have been moved so much in the last 12 or 13 months. I can't abide by any of these mandates anymore. I can't. Yeah. Um, so it is true. We, we might have disagreed at that time and we, we bring different perspectives to things. But to, to me, a lot of that is water under the bridge. And so for folks who felt that way a year ago, it is true that at that time, um, it, it 
it seemed like um, the short-term data we had was that uh, these, these vaccines prevented transmission. And so people put a lot of hope into that. And that's how they came up with those mandates one year ago. Um, I guess I've been a doctor long enough to know that short-term data often doesn't pan out in the long term. So I guess I have a little bit of a um, cynicism born out of unfortunate experience. How about that? And, th- and that might be why you and I would have had a different view mm-hmm. a year ago. But, but as you say, we, or, or as I say, I think that's water under the bridge and we have to deal with the reality that we're in right now, um, which is that most people have had Omicron and uh, most of them have recovered. It's more a macro topic, but do you, are you hopeful we can get back to a world where you could sit down, uh, you know, have a drink with, a, with another, you know, uh, health official and y- you might agree on six of eight things, but it, uh, the two of the eight things, you know, you don't, somebody doesn't storm off. Somebody doesn't, you know, try and dunk on somebody online. Somebody doesn't start name calling and trying to get set. Like we used to have, and I, I remember this from poli sci classes at Western where this is what I think about Africa. This is what I think about the middle East. This, and you could have those conversations and agree to disagree we have a lot less agreeing to disagree than we ever used to. And I'm worried COVID just exacerbated that and, and multiplied it out dramatically. I, I bear that same hope as you, Greg, to, to some extent, I think we are back in that world. I, um, I, I went to London just a couple of weeks ago to uh, have a drink with a bioethics professor that disagrees mm-hmm. with me about a lot there. Uh, and we had a great time. We argued for six hours and uh, we left friends and, and we'll stay friends. I, I mean, I like to argue. That's uh, just a fact of my personality. So uh, I had a great time uh, doing that. And I, I think we are back in that world. Mm-hmm. I think, unfortunately, that world is not on Twitter. That world is not online. Um, I think part of what's happened, of course, the pandemic was very stressful. People mm-hmm. were at times panicked. Uh, and so there were a lot of hard feelings that occurred. But another thing that happened is all of our socialization happened online, um, which is just a terrible place for making friends and, and having yeah. civil arguments. So um, now that we're back to in-person, I do hope that we're going to have more mm. civil discussions. Um, so I, I, and, and, you know, and that maybe leads us to the, the other part of this mandate, but the mask stuff, um, masks work a little bit in certain circumstances, um, but they do impair nonverbal communication. I mean, there, there actually is a scientific literature on that. Yeah. Um, putting everyone in a mask is actually not fair, um, to, to folks who are hard of hearing, to folks with um, uh, autism traits. There's a scientific literature on that. Yeah. And um, and so I think a lot of personal connection needs to come back. Hey, Dr. Strauss, let's have another chat in a few weeks. Let's see where Western goes with this. But uh, I'd love to get your opinion if they either stick with it or uh, or they reverse course. I'm out of time, but thanks for the time today. Oh, that was a great time. Thanks, Greg. You got it. Dr. Matt Strauss uh, is CMOH for Haldeman Norfolk.